How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit is sponsored by the Creative Ways Podcast. Host and long-term designer Emma Isaac's podcast features inspiring conversations with successful photographers, musicians, fashion designers, and more, who generously share tactical advice to motivate and educate creatives to stay on the path. Find it where you listen to your podcasts and be sure to visit her website for a fun freebie at emmaisaacs.co.uk. And that link is in the show notes. I don't care if people believe this or not. I know from my own personal experience that this, for me, it's real. And I'm never... I'm not wrong usually, you know, and, but I, but I go into every, <laughs> I go into every reading and healing with like, oh my God, like all the stuff I wrote down, I'm like, I have no idea, right? I just was writing it down as it was coming to me, but I'm always like, I have no idea if this is even close to being anything right. You wouldn't know that I've been looking into boundaries and that I've been saying about spinning plates. So that's no. really, that's crazy, you know? All of it. Yeah, Kimmy, this is for you. And that's why I really think you should always have the word healing in it because I feel healed, definitely. Mm -hmm. You know, some people go to psychics and stuff and they come away really freaked out. It's not that at all. The energy is definitely healing. Welcome to the How to Fall in Love with Yourself Toolkit. This is your bonus episode, and this is your host, Kim A. Floden. I have a very exciting and wonderful show for you today. You're about to listen in on a chat between myself and my friend and fellow Mastermind member, Emma Isaacs. You may have heard her mentioned at the beginning because her podcast, Creative Ways, is actually sponsoring the show right now. Thank you so much, Emma. I met Emma over a year ago through a course she and I both were in which led us to creating a fantastic mastermind group with some really wonderful women entrepreneurs. I don't know what I would do without Emma and the rest of the group. It's been a truly wonderful experience, and I appreciate their support more than words can say. And I highly recommend having a group of people who have your back and cheer you on for whatever you're trying to make happen in your life. It is a true gift. So Emma asked me to do a long-distance Reiki session for her, and I did, and what follows is the recap from that healing, and we cover a lot of ground, including how important it is to be able to set boundaries and say no, what it feels like to be adopted, how to manage energy and the importance of self-care, the work of Byron Katie, and so much more. You can find the links here in the show notes for most of what we talked about. And there are a few books mentioned in this episode. If you'd like to check them out, you can find them at my bookshop. Yes, The Coloring Book Coach has a bookshop now, and it's really cool. You can help support myself and this podcast. And more importantly, you'll be helping and supporting independent bookstores when you purchase your books from there. So visit bookshop.org forward slash The Coloring Book Coach to find books you will love as recommended by me and my guests. 
And now, here is Emma's debriefing session following her long-distance Reiki healing. I hope you enjoy it, and if you're interested in a long-distance Reiki healing session with me, please visit my website, thecoloringbookcoach.com, where you can save 15% off your first session by using the code HOW15 in the booking notes. That's HOW15. I'm really looking forward to working with you. So how are you, my dear? I'm all right, thank you. So, um, so I did your uh, healing this morning, and I cried. Oh. Yeah, because uh, well, here I'll just give you the, the overview of what I got. Basically, um, you know, like when I do a long distance Reiki, I connect with you like like soul to soul, kind of, and. Even you gave me verbal permission, but I always even ask like your soul, is it okay for me to come to you with healing? And of course you said yes. So I got in there and the first thing I was like, you feel sad to me. I got sadness and like it's, I felt like it was connected with grief. Like there's a deep grief within you. Your head, I felt like there was just so much going on in your head. Like you're, it's just like crazy. And I felt like you were not in a cloud, more like there was like a gray, like I saw you kind of like, you know, those big, when they used to um, do diving and they had those diving suits and they had those big bubble things over their heads. Yeah. I felt like that was on, that's on your head, was on your head. Like, like you have like something around your whole head that was just kind of like keeping all that stuff in there. You know what I mean? Like, so it was all this swirling, a lot of swirling information going a lot around, but not really helpful for you. I mean, it didn't feel like it was a helpful thing. Yeah. And I just felt, felt like it was kind of like you're, you're trying to see through a fog and it's like a self-contained fog. Does this make sense at all? Absolutely. This is okay. Just... <laughs> okay. Okay. <Gosh. laughs> so, um, so then the next thing I felt was, I mean, there's definitely like a deep grief and I feel like it's been there for a long time and part of the thing with what's going on with all the stuff around your head and the grief, which is in your chest is you're exhausted. You're freaking exhausted. And I think that's when I cried because I could feel it. I could feel like, Oh my God, you're just, you're, you're more tired than you realize, you know, like you're emotionally, spiritually, not so much maybe physically because you're holding up fine that way. I didn't get any, like anything with your body. Your body felt fine, but you just exhaustion from just, you're carrying a lot of things, a lot of things. And I know that, you know, I know that you um, struggle with ADHD and I couldn't remember, do you take medication for that? No, I've never been diagnosed. I only found out self-diagnosed two years ago and I'm still waiting through the doctors. Okay. Um, so no. Okay, so there is something out there that can help you. I feel like that. And it might not be prescription even. It could be like a holistic, homeopathic type thing. I don't know. I didn't hit on it, but I, I felt like there's something that can, mm -hmm. that can help you. And, you know, I have another good friend who she was diagnosed with ADHD when she was like in her early 40s, very much against prescription drugs and all that stuff. But it was like she couldn't manage 
So she did go and she got put on something and she said it like changed her world. She was like, I had focus again. I wasn't like going all over the place. And you could just tell even when you talk to her. So I'm not a huge fan of prescribed drugs either, but not all of them are bad. When you, when you get the chance to go through with the doctors, hopefully you'll be able to get something that'll help you with the whole, the whole head thing, that mm-hmm. foggy. It's not that you're foggy. It's that you, there's just so much rolling around and it's, it's outside your actual head. I mean, like I saw like an energetic, like I said, like that bubble around you in your head. And one of the things you can do for it is the breathing that we talked about. Are you still doing the breathing? Yeah, absolutely. And then I felt like I, I had the feeling that, you know, you're, you're like, go, 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 go all the time. You're like Mm -hmm. borderline a little hyper in a way. The hyperness keeps your sadness at bay but it's exhausting to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because if you're on the move all the time, you don't even give yourself a chance to process what's going on with you. You know, you're just like bing, 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 here, there, and everywhere. So you're running around, you're just kind of keeping everything going, but that gives you zero time for like self-care and taking care of yourself. And even like going inward to look at yourself, you know, to take that time to like have some introspection I don't think you're bipolar, but I've sensed that your energy is sometimes. You're a little bit like you get real up and then you're like down and then you're up and then you're down. And I don't, I don't get bipolar, but it's just like, I am like that too. I mean, we get a lot of energy, we get these bursts and then we're like exhausted. So it's like, this is like, hopefully will help smooth that out a little bit for you. Then I, I asked Archangel Michael to cut all the cords because you have people dragging on you. You have things, people dragging on you. And I asked him to cut all the cords that weren't serving you. And he did. He came in and cut those off. And then I, and then I did like, I just realigned all your energy, you know, like from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, I smoothed it all out because it was like, things are jaggedy, you know, things are, there's so much happening for you right now. And you are like, you know, those plate spinners, have you ever seen those plates? Spin- you're like that. You're like keeping all those plates moving, but those plate spinner people cannot fucking think about themselves. They got to keep those plates in the air. That's their job, right? They don't, they don't give one thought to themselves. They just got to keep twirling those plates. And so basically that's, you know, you're a plate juggler, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but you need balance with yeah. yourself. Yeah. And of course, you have a beautiful spirit. It just is burdened by all this stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much what I picked up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it was really good when, when we cut the cords because there was just like, there was shit coming at you from everywhere. I mean, you had a lot. And there was like some people I'll see, like they'll have big cords. Like they've got like a big somebody, like they've either got a situation or a person or something that's got a huge connection in. And sometimes I've even seen hooks. And those people, a lot of times um, will have shoulder pain, like, cause there's a hook in them by something that's not right for them. You know, that's, it's, it's not energetically good for them. You didn't have anything like that. You were more like in tons of little threads, tons and tons and tons and tons of little threads, all kind of, you know, coming at you and holding you. So we cut, we cut a lot of that stuff off. So you should feel better. I hope going forward, one of the things you can do, and this would be a good thing for you to consistently do Epsom Mm -hmm. salt baths are going to, yeah, 
uh, if you could do one of those a week and put your head under the water, mm. I just did that this week. And notice when you get out of the water and see if it's still clear after you do the first one. Like when you do an Epsom salt bath, it'll say like put a cup in or something. I freaking pour in like half of a five pound bag. I like, I, you know, I have a big bag. Yeah. I, I, I use a lot. <laughs> and then I just sit in there and I did it this week because I've just, you know, it's just, like I said, it's a weird time. And I said it stayed in the tub till the water got cold. And when I got out, it wasn't really that, it was not clear. I mean, I let some shit go in there because absent, it draws the detox out, right? And so I put my head under the water and I just have my nose out so I can breathe. And I just was concentrating on all my chakras and getting everything lined up. If you can find the time to get yourself into the bath and, you know, I take, I take candles in there and I, I have music in there and I take my journal in there and just give yourself that, that time, Emma, because you deserve it and you need it. Oh, I'm doing that tonight, Kim. I'll check out yeah. these calls. Yeah. Uh, and then you can do you. a little breathing while you're in the tub, you yeah. know, and give yourself that time. As soon as you get out, yeah, if you can get off the call and mm-hmm. do you get in that tub and just soak your soak it out with your Epsom salts, you're going to yeah. feel good. Yeah. And if you can try to make that like your once a week self-care, get in that freaking tub if you can and, yeah. you know, get away from everybody. Tell everybody I'm going to, I'm going in the bathroom and it's like, you tell them it's sealed. I'm not answering anybody and yeah, I, I won't be out until I'm out and I cannot answer anybody's questions or deal with anything. You know, I'll, you'll probably have to set that up so your kids are in bed or whatever. Well, yeah, that it's just because yeah. it's easier at bedtime yeah. and I can enjoy right. it then. So yes. yeah, that's. So yeah, so set yourself up in a tub, um, you know, have all your stuff in there that you want. You know, I just love to like lie in the tub and like listen to music. And it's like, I literally ask the universe to like, bring me songs that are going to give me, you know, that help me, that give that have messages for me. And, and it does. It's crazy. If you just relax and open up to the whole thing that's going on, you'll, you'll get information and it'll just, it's just be good for you. But the grief stuff with you, I think, honestly, I think it's around being adopted because I have another friend who's adopted and he feels that same. I feel that same. There's a spot inside of you that's just, it's like you can't fill it because you don't know where it, you don't know what's on the other side of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even though I know that you've got a great mom and dad, there's still like, there's that little bit of, it's not a disconnect. It's just like a hole, a little yeah. hole. And, and, you, and you feel it, and, you know, and it affects you energetically. Wow. That is just such a fantastic reading. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I always think I'm crazy when I do these things. I'm like, no, oh, no, I just write shit down and I'm like, okay, I have no idea. Wow. But, well, last night I was talking about boundaries and I went down a rabbit hole looking on different uh, messages about boundaries, listening. I've just listened to a podcast about boundaries and I was on a run. I was like, right, I need to work out about these boundaries and, and what I need to set up. And yesterday morning, I was talking about spinning plates. So that is crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. You're yeah. the plate spinner, but you can put your plates down. Yeah. You can. And it's, it, it's not all on you. I mean, it's, it's not. But I get I get it because I could feel it. That's why I cried because I'm like, oh, wow, Emma's really, you come across on the outside so cheerful, so supportive. And I know you are all these things. I mean, you're a super kind and amazing woman, but you're masking some deep shit in, you know, down below 
that you don't let too many people see that it's just too hard to deal with. And how do you deal with it? You know, it comes down to you have to deal with it and take care of yourself. Absolutely. Because if you don't deal with things like that, it's just so unhealthy. So yeah. 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 And um, when was the last time you had a good cry? You might want to do that in the tub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Give yourself permission to have a good cry because you could use it. That'll clear. That'll also, those salty tears are going to help detox you as well. And the tub is a good place to do it. You know? Yeah. If it, if it comes to you, you know, but, but you definitely, there's grief that you haven't allowed yourself to let go of. And until you do that, it's going to be weighing on you. And so, you know, write, maybe you want to write like an intention, like I'm, I'm letting this go. You don't even have to know really what this shit is. It can be, it's just energetic at this point, but you just say, I'm letting it go, you know, because the cords have been cut. Only cords that are attached to you now are ones that help you. So you can let the other part of it go. But I do just even looking at you, Emma, I feel like you, you could just be bawling your head off right now. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you know, crying is, is at least as healing and laughter and crying are two sides of the same coin. So you laugh a lot. You need to be crying to balance that out. (laughs) And let's face it. I mean, I think right now on the planet, if you're, if we are crying, there's something a little bit wrong with us. Cause I mean, I've had days where I freaking cried for the whole day. Yeah. You know, or it's a heavy time and there's a lot of grief on the planet planet right now. And people like you and I, we feel it cause we're sensitive souls. Yeah, absolutely. I feel everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I take on other people's energies. Right. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. So, so the boundary so thing. Yeah. So the boundary thing. So, okay. Yeah, I do feel like people step over your boundary all the time, all the time. They just don't even take you serious when you even say no. They're like, oh, no, Emma Emma will do it. She'll do it. No, she'll do it. So, okay, this is a weird thing that I want you to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want you to take a picture of yourself Yeah. and like a printed one, a printed picture, something. And I feel like, I feel like this boundary thing might have started happening even when you were a kid. Do, I, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Around nine. I'm seeing you like nine-year-old, Emma. Just just giving up and saying, okay, yeah, I'll just say yes to everything they ask me. I'll just do it. Just give it yeah. in. Yep. Yeah. So find a picture. Of, if you can find a picture of yourself when you were nine, yeah. and then uh, take that and put it on a piece of paper, and then let me think about this for a second. You can do it in two ways. You can either take it and put it on a piece of paper, and then take a piece of chalk. It has to be chalk. Right. And draw a circle around it, around yourself, and yeah. make a chalk border. You could also do this. Another way I like to do it, if you have carpeting in your house, but you have little yeah. kids, so this might not work for you. You can put it on, on your carpet and literally draw on the carpet with chalk. And you're drawing what you're doing. What I'm having you do is you are intentionalizing and setting up a boundary with chalk, right? And then the thing that's cool about the carpet, you can erase it all back out, but it's still there. It's still there. So you're putting a boundary around yourself about the time that that happened in your life. And you're setting an energetic boundary, which will then help you internally to be able to say no. 
and then practice saying no. Have you read my the thing I wrote about the 25 ways to say no? Yes, I have. I yeah. need to, it's yeah. good to have that one in your freaking phone because you can go, hold on a second, just yeah. <laughs> skim through them and go, uh, no, thank you and no, and I don't want to do that. I mean, just practice with some people who are safe. Like practice with us. You can yeah. practice with, uh, you know, you can practice with me. Um, you know, I can ask you questions and, and let you say no. Like, you know, get comfortable standing in your own no, because as Byron Katie says, a no to you, a no to them is a yes to you. Yeah, I love that. Me too. Now, Kim, I've popped the car around the corner because I'd rather people not know I'm in than have the awkwardness of chatting and inviting them in and my whole day being ruined. So yeah, it's, t- I've got to toughen up. I've got to have these boundaries. I, listen, you're talking, I mean, I hear you cause I'm the same way. Cause it's like, I, I, I always like to be, want to be kind and nice and everything, but like we have to consider first what is kind and nice to us. Yeah. And our spirit. I've yes. got to be kind to my spirit. Haven't mm-hmm. I? Yeah. And I think parking the car around the corner so no one comes and bothers you, that's an easy way to not have to do. I mean, I don't, I think that's a, it's a more passive way to say no, but it is still, you're setting a boundary, mm. you know, just even by hiding the car. <laughs> it's ridiculous though, isn't it? It's no, ridiculous. but I mean, you, you know, but at least, at least you're taking care of yourself. I yeah. don't want my daughter to be a people pleaser, you see as well. So I have to think this each time that I do this, I'm setting an example as well. Right. Right. And it, it, it is hard to say no, it really is. But um, practice will help you. Yeah, just practice like, you know, I'll ask you questions and you can just say thank you. And you know, Byron Katie says just always say thank you and no. And you can mm-hmm. expand on that. Or thank you and no, not right now. You can say no, not right now. Um, thank you. I need to think about that, but right now it's a no. I mean, there's so many different ways you can politely say it. And the thing is you, we have to train the people around us. We have to retrain them because we've said yes so often. I mean, I, I do it. I do it. I stifle myself sometimes cause I'm like, I don't want to get into it with people, but it's like, no, we have to be able to speak our truths because if we don't, if we're not speaking our truths, then how do people even know who the hell we are? Because we're not acting true to ourselves. I mean, the whole thing just gets all convoluted really quickly. I give you permission to say no. Oh, I and, that. you know, I just was working on my, the toolkit podcast for next month. And one of them is about offending people. Stop right. being afraid of offending people. Be you. If you offend them, then maybe they're not for you. Mm. And that's true because if we... If we're afraid to offend somebody, then we're not showing them our true selves. And if we're not showing someone our true selves, they cannot know us. And so we have to be our true selves with people. I mean, we're not going to be rude, but we still need to honor our own spirit and our own stuff, right? And we're disrespecting ourselves, aren't we? Totally disrespecting ourselves. Yep. We're totally disrespecting ourselves. Yep. I love this. Mm-hmm. I need to get that. F- I need tonight. I will look for a photo and of my nine-year-old self, definitely, and the mm-hmm. bath. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So interesting you were saying about boundaries. Yeah. All of that, Kim, and sadness. Wow. I, I mean, I don't want to keep harping on that, but there's a lot no. more sadness to you than you let on, like I said. I mean, you're a honey. You're just like a, you know, you're just a sweetheart. There's a sad person. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny, for my 40th, I saw my real brother, who we do keep in touch, which is wonderful. We okay. Have since I've been 30, he was adopted too. Uh-huh. Um, he's going through a breakup, and he's just adorable. He's about five years older than me. But I did say to him, would you like to go up to Scotland, because that's where she lives, uh-huh. and come with me, because he's already met her. And he said, um, yeah, absolutely. So... We, we said we would after lockdown. So that is interesting that you've said that. And it just kind of gives me permission that, yeah, these things need, you know, people aren't getting any younger, are they? And definitely with COVID, we have to, you know, every, have you, day, every have day is an absolute uh, blessing, isn't it? So totally. That's, I was just thinking that today. I'm like, you know, we don't realize how, how blessed we are with just a, a day that's boring. Boring mm-hmm. days are a gift. I mean, just normal everyday days are boring because, I mean, even now in my life, I look back to other parts of my life and I thought, I think I had no idea how good it was actually going, right? Yeah. And with, with perspective, I mean, I'm almost 60 and it just in the last, I think when you turn, when I turned 50, it seemed, it was like a big deal. I'm like, it felt different, right? And it, I have felt different being in my fifties and I've had a lot more introspection and I'm like the most, you know, normal kind of boring days are really the most beautiful days. And if you think back about life, it's never the huge shit that you remember. It's those beautiful little moments that really stick out. You know, it's not like, yes, we get married and that's a great day or whatever, but it's not that when you think back and you smile, it's the little things. It's the everyday little kind of sometimes those special moments that just happen in a day, those kind of magical moments. That's what we remember. And that's why we shouldn't take that for granted. Really is. And you know, somebody I know has lost their dad, my neighbor. She's only young. She's only 13. She lost him two years ago. And I always chat to her. I do, I run this art club with the children on the street and I spoke to her and I said, oh, um, with grief, I said, it gets you with the little things. It will be this change of season, the smell in the air. It will be that song that comes on or the smell of uh, a clothes, the mm-hmm. clothes or grass yes. cutting. Like you say, it's not the big things, is it? Just with no. grief alone. But yeah, um, just in life, exactly what you said, those days where you can just have that warm breeze or you're looking up yeah. to the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. I've got permission, Kim. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So have you met your biological mom? No. So have you talked to her? Went, um, by letter. So it's, okay. it's, it is quite sad. So I only have, I only have love for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was Irish and she, all her family came over during, um, in, you know, Northern Ireland, the IRA and all of that in the eighties and seventies. And all her family were from Northern Ireland, came to England and tried to get work, but still her mum was still in Ireland. And she got with him, you know, she was only young, a married man, and that didn't work out well. And so my brother was given up for adoption with um, a Catholic um, family and they carried on fostering. I had no idea. And then she got mixed up again, still young and impressionable, new to the country. and. When I did find out, I, I've always known, my parents are amazing, like I've said right. to you, amazing. I had one of those little children's ladybird books that explained I was special, more special oh, than anybody else. Yes, because they chose you. Me. Exactly. Right. Oh. 
And I'm so blessed that before my dad died, he picked me up from the airport after a college trip and he said, would you ever fancy knowing? And I said, no, no. And he was like, well, I would want to know. I would want to know who I look like. And apparently he died a few years after. And apparently it's really common for women to wait until they're A30 or, you know, a bit older or if mm-hmm. that one of their parents dies. It's almost like a protection thing. So anyway, I found my brother Paul he was a wonderful and he'd already done the homework but he didn't see her anymore it didn't go well he went too fast at it whereas I didn't want to Um, and so we just wrote letters and we arranged a phone call one night and it didn't happen Mm. and Mm -hmm. I had that second rejection and I took it really badly for about a year and I kept seeing my brother transpire so I saw our mutual auntie sort of the woman out of five kids, she kept the same address. That's how we got in touch. She was still the same address that was down on the papers. And she said, we waited for you. That's why we never moved, which is really sad. Lovely. Anyway, this woman who, like I say, is my birth mother, she apparently collapsed that night and got sent to hospital. And she had a breakdown. So yeah, it's just really sad. Did she have other kids? Did she get married? Yeah, she, yeah. She's got, how many, like five? for she had one straight after me and got with a really wrong guy so the poor oh. love has just had you know her and and she's yeah. got two wonderful children who i'm now friends with online we just haven't met because they live up in scotland and i think we're all protecting each other the really lovely family and i think mm-hmm. we're all a little bit scared but then and that, so i have never written to her again but we've kept in touch through the aunt yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so i said this um this year i said oh i think it's time i'd love to come and meet you would that be okay yeah the sister said yeah so that was and that was just before covid it was kind of around my 40th that's so interesting you've said that i think it just i don't know if it's big milestones it puts it in perspective especially as i've lost my dad um a while back i know that we're on precious time aren't we mm-hmm and interestingly, I found out about my birth dad. He was a lovely man, but they didn't, you didn't get the rights back then because her family didn't think he was good enough and she wasn't married. And mm-hmm. this, I just see her as a little girl. So yeah, I have nothing but love for all of them. They're just lovely people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad, really. I get that too. I feel like your mom, um, it, I feel like she just was confused. I mean, I just feel like, you know, she was trying to do what she thought was the right thing. And it was just. So, yeah, I um, always thought I didn't want to, I didn't need to know. I just wanted to see if I looked like anyone. I just wanted photos. Um, and then I saw the photos and that was enough in the letters. And then of course it's not enough. I've just exactly what you said, kid sort of um, not lied to myself, but kidded myself really that that was enough, but I would be, heartbroken if if I didn't ever meet so I've just got to be brave mm-hmm. it's um it's not like you were kidding yourself it was more like you're um well you're afraid I mm. mean you know you're afraid to see what's gonna because th- that this will change your life when you meet your biological mom to some mm. degree because you'll and you'll probably meet your other siblings right mm-hmm. so she has yeah. four your mom has four children yeah four I got five. Did she lose a baby? I don't know. know. I will find that out. It doesn't matter, but I don't know. I heard five. And she's married now? Um, Well, it just went really badly. Oh, okay. So she's never had a good relationship. No, no. No. And her her children look after her now. 
she's mm. like a grand grandparent to the grandchildren and you can just see in photos that they look after her and she's just see her as a timid lady yeah. I, I wonder if she's ADHD, to be honest, which I think a lot of us do. You know, with that generation, she couldn't cope with things because when I met my auntie, she was like, oh, not good with money. She's always late. She always lets people down. She can't take responsibility. You know, and you think, mm, I wonder if back then. But, you know, you're talking the 50s, aren't you? And the youngest of five big builders, Irish stock builders and... And um, I think she was the creative spirit, but I think mm -hmm. by the sounds of it, she reminded her of her mum because their surname is German, but my granddad's from um, New York. Oh, wow. So, so there's a real mix of, and remember, you're talking through the war, aren't you? America, yeah. German, like, right. you know, be an interesting um, family tree. But I just wonder if they, they said that um, birth mother's a bit of a live wire. But it reminded her mother of her because obviously mm. she probably was by the sound mm -hmm. of the scene. Right, right. But yeah. Yeah. Just a really sad story. You know, like I say, I have nothing but love for them. Yeah. And I mean, really, truly, I mean, it, because she did do the right thing by you and your brother, in my opinion, because it, it probably would have been horrendous for you guys to have been with her in the bad situation, you know, with the men and all that. So, I mean, she did the selfless thing there for you to have a beautiful life and your brother to have a different life. So, I mean, that takes freaking courage to, especially to do it twice. I, I mean, know. that's, I mean, you and five years apart. That. Yeah. Yeah. Heart wrenching. I mean, do the other kids know about you guys and no. not, do they know you not? They know. Yeah. Not. So basically because they all found each other five years before me. So weirdly, um my brother wanted to well not weirdly when he was 30 so he kind of did cleared the pathway for me mm -hmm. so he went remember this is like i don't know when internet was just he went down to like the offices in london and right. all of the old-fashioned you know the, the he had to do the research in the yeah. old way yeah yep he had to do all that and when he contacted them um the other two didn't know that their mother had had two children before but I, I'm just non-judgmental because I just don't know how you would ever get over that anyway. And this poor woman just had to do what was best for her in some sort of survival mode. I don't think her family, I don't think, you know, a big Catholic family, I don't think whatever she did after that, they ever respected her. And, you know, it's just really mm -hmm. sad. I feel really like she's, sad. yeah, I feel like she's like when I, when I go to your mom's energy, I do get a, like a timid feeling. I feel like she's just really beaten down and, yeah, I can see where they'd have to take care of her because I don't get that she's really like stable, stable in her thinking. You know, she's yeah. not, she's not. So when you go to visit her, you'll know that. But before you go to visit her, you know, you can, you can do some intentional and energetic things. So it'll, you know, you just got to set the intention that it's going to be a great visit and you might find more benefit of meeting your half siblings and getting to know your mom through them. Because I just don't feel like she's got, like her energy is low. I mean, mm. she's just, she's tired too. Because she's mm. had a weird and hard life. But I, I feel like she's kind of given up a little bit on life. A little, you know, not like suicidal, but just like what we were talking about, about the lack of boundaries and all that. I think your mom yeah. did not have good boundaries. And so, I mean, I don't know if setting boundaries is genetic, but maybe it is. You know, I just don't feel like she had 
good boundaries and it just wore her down. She's just worn down. She's just a worn down person. That's, uh, that could happen to a lot of, especially women, because we just do that to ourselves. It's terrible. And also see, meeting the other family members, they sound like big Irish characters and she's the youngest of all of them. So I get the impression, yeah, especially if she's been, inverted commas, naughty, she mm-hmm. would want to pipe back down, wouldn't she? Because um, she got sent away to have me. Um, oh to, right, right. Uh, sisters at the other side of the country, and you know all of that. How old was she when she had you? Well, I I always think she's young, but not that young. She was twenty five. But I, I was going to say twenty six. Oh right, maybe she was, but she was twenty, obviously, when she had the first. Right, right. But in in my head, I was thinking fifteen. But actually, for Irish, because remember, it's very traditional. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. still at- no. I was raised Catholic, yeah. so I get what you're saying. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. the oldest of seven. Hello. Right. So okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just she was always the baby to the family, and the, um, my dad wasn't good enough for them. Apparently, he was quite a small man, really caring man, but he wasn't good enough for them, and he. He, oh, loved her. he loved her forever. And when it didn't work out with her marriage with her second two children, she apparently kept in touch with, with my dad. How lovely is that? As, yeah. You know, yeah. As friends. So, yeah, I know that there's and no he's not honesty. Here. And, yeah, he's here. He's, I can, um, I've been in touch with him as well. Yeah, I get a good vibe from him. I get it. Oh my God. Yeah. I got, I got, I have goosebumps when you started talking about him. I'm like, he's got good. That's you. You get your personality from him, Emma. All right. Wow. Yeah. He's got, he's got a good vibe. He's like a little leprechaun. (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying that, but that's what I picture. I'm like, you know, like kicking up his heels and just like a good and a happy he's, it's like he and your mom are like, there, this was a case of opposites attracted, I think, because he was like cheerful and jolly and everything. And your mom was kind of sad. And he, he was like her court jester. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. he made it his job to make her smile, I get. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they couldn't be together. Yeah. yeah. So did he go on and marry then too? Yeah, he did. And it didn't work out. And apparently I've got a sibling and um, there, okay, he's, there's he's, five he's too. single now. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't think for some reason in my head, I didn't think I w- I've got another one the other side, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. were right. Yeah. Why have that never sunk in? And it's a girl. So I don't, yeah, I've never thought two sisters. And have you met her? No. And I've not met him. And this is, my own fault basically I wrote him a long letter because I thought years after wow he's the one I always wanted to get to know because I knew and my mm-hmm. brother because I knew he fought for me and my brother you need to see him. him I've got a yeah. I don't know what he looks like do you have a picture of him but I just had a yeah. flash of what he looks like does he have white hair short white hair like yeah white hair know. blue eyes yeah oh my god he's gonna be you guys are gonna fall in love with each other Oh. I just get this. I mean, yeah, you're, you're like him. You've got his energy, your energy and his energy are very similar. Wow. Which is good to know for when you go to visit your mom. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, so and it's easier for me to see him first, actually, because he's not as far. The only thing is, is he's really um, not very good. He doesn't email text or anything. No, no. But, it's, but that's always phone. So I need to phone yeah, yeah he's quite old-fashioned and not very yeah tech, not techie you know. which is yeah. normal for you know yeah. people in that age group so have you talked to him on the phone 
Um, no, I wrote him a letter. Oh yeah, twice. And then I wrote him a letter and he's actually a jeweler and I've always been really interested in creativeness. So yeah, mm -hmm. and creative jewelry. Yeah. So that's obviously comes from that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, because you two, I, I just get vibrationally, you're very much alike. But he has bad boundary problems. His second mm -hmm. wife treated him badly. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I mean. I really pitied them as, as adults um in their 50s or however they'll be in their 60s and i just thought oh god she's in scotland living with her daughter you know right. it's just like wow look what can happen you can tell it's not what they wanted right their lives didn't go be. how they thought they were going to go no. so did he know about you yes when, he fought when, for me but in in 1979 a man on his own isn't going to win do they right, right. Do they no, home? you, how far, okay, like when was the last time you talked to him? Call him now because of COVID. That's going to be your yeah. opener. Just, you're going to call him, see how he's doing. I mean, you might want to send a letter first and say, you know, um, I'm going to call you. I just want to make sure that you're okay. And then you just have a, just have a heart to heart with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because you know what? Your, your adopted dad passed. But this guy's still here for you, and he want he's he loves you, even though he hasn't seen. I don't know if he ever saw you. I mean, he saw probably saw you when you were very very young. But he, like your mom, he he thinks about you probably every day, honestly, because he lost you, and and this would be a gift for him and for you. Absolutely, yeah. And like you say, over COVID, like why wouldn't I? Right. No. I, I would definitely check in with them. And yeah, I mean, he's a leprechaun. I mean, the, he's got magic. Seriously. I, I really like his energy. Your mom, I feel sad. I mean, I just grief and sadness. And that's probably some of where you're getting that from as well. This is genetic stuff now and genetic. I mean, that's energetic, energetic and genetic. I mean, if something's going on with somebody that you're genetically related to, just think about it. Of course, we're going to have a react i mean it's cellular there's a energetic connection there but yeah you're you are your dad's daughter for sure and your mom's too but you're just so much more like him yeah yeah yep wow yeah I've it could completely thought. change his life if you get a hold of him and yours yeah yeah and he, have you talked to the other to the sister to his daughter no, no, none of them. So I wrote him a long letter last year on holiday. You know, when you go on holiday for a few weeks, it kind of gives you time for reflection. I just thought, right, I'm going to write him a long letter. And like I said, this, so this auntie that didn't ever move, she weirdly used to, she worked with him and had them for years and years at this jeweler's and she just retired last year. So she was in touch with everyone. That's how, why it was so easy. I sent uh, her a text to say, I'm writing him a letter that I've never written, you know, just about all of my life. Really. Right. It, was, it yeah. was so awkward in a phone call and he never replied and he didn't text back. But I, so I messaged, she texted me and said, that letter's not arrived. And I said, oh, oh, right. And I wrote another one and I sent a text saying to her, did he get it? And I never heard back. But then when I saw my auntie at Christmas, um, she said, oh, I bet he did do. He just is no good with text. So mm -hmm. she and she did say it like she looked sad telling me, but she said, you know, that he's no good at things like that. So and right. I kind of know that I could call him. I think I would do what you've said, text first. Yeah, say, just give him a heads up. Phone you soon. Would right. that be okay? No, I'll be phoning you soon. 
expect a call. Don't give him a chance to say no. I don't think he's going to, but just if you're going to have to wait for a response from him, you might not get it. So don't leave a question hanging out there because you he may never answer it because he's just with the technology thing. You're going to text him and say, I just wanted to let you know that I've been thinking about you with everything that's going on in the world. I wanted to check in and I'm going to be giving you a call soon. And if he doesn't want a call, that he'll he'll answer that text. But he 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 wants a call, I think. I, I think I, I would be very surprised if he didn't because whenever I spoke, it was lovely. And I just yes. wasn't ready for any of I just want, yeah, I wasn't ready to see him. Does he talk um, a lot about your mom? No, he didn't. He talked about his daughter and what was going on in his life at that moment. Okay. Um, but we didn't mention it, but I'm sure he would if I saw. You could definitely ask him about her. I mean, I feel like she was the love of his life. Yeah. And I, I think thought... he would love to talk to her, you about her. And you might also get a different picture of who your mom is through his eyes. Cause obviously yeah, he yeah. saw her in a very, in a, you know, he loved her and he, I think he probably still loves her. I mean, he's, he has grief from losing your mom and from losing you. I mean, that's his grief. Why? Yeah. I can't, I can't understand why I've not been thinking about it's seeing not, him. It's not the time. It hasn't been yeah. the time until we talked about it. You it's, you know, just trust timing. It's not like you did anything wrong. It's just trust timing. Emma, after what I just said with all this shit going, you know, flying around your head all the time, how, I mean, you know, and you're always like, bing, 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 bing. I mean, you do like a hundred things in a day that I'm like, God, how does she even do it? But, but part of it is you're keeping yourself so busy so you don't slow down so you don't have to deal with this stuff, which is fine. Just trust timing. There's a reason why you said yes to this reading. Wow. I'm going to text him definitely. Yeah, let me know what it, happens. It feels right. It really does. I more, feel like I want to give him a hug. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I just really like his energy. Well, he, his energy is like your energy. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah, he is adorable. Well, apparently everyone thought that, thinks that of him. And he's the man down the pub and, you know, just a likable, yeah, trustable yeah, person. That he's a good person. And he's, a, he's got a really, he's just got a good personality, I feel like. He's just easy, kind, you know, easygoing. I mean, he's not perfect. None of us are perfect, but he's, he's a nice person. I mean, I, I get a good vibe from him. Seriously, I, I can't wait to the day when you tell you send me a picture of you and him together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna get on with that this week. It feels so right. And that's not yep. what I thought we'd be talking about today. Well, me so either, but I just feel tune right. in to yeah. what's going on with you. I mean, that's uh, I mean, that will help part of your sadness too. That'll that'll help what part of that whole feel that whole you know, what the hell inside of the about the whole adoption thing. Cause there's like that whole it's like a swirling thing in there where it's just like an unknown weird thing where it's like, how did this all happen? Not that you're sad that you got adopted because you had great parents, like I said, mm -hmm. but still that, mm, what, what is that? You know, mm -hmm. and since you have, you do kind of know like who your people are, that's, that's a good thing. There was a podcast I listened to. It's not, is it Dr. Dre? No, it's Run DMC, I think. The guy from Run DMC. Yeah. Yeah. I got to find this podcast because it was so good. And I want you to listen to it. He's in doing his last concert tour, like on a major tour going through Europe. And he just cannot wait to get through the last, that last uh, tour date because his plan is he's going back to his hotel room and killing himself because he was in complete depression and he couldn't figure out why because everything in his life was good. I mean, he was like on the top of his 
career, everything. There was nothing really bad in his life, but he was just, he felt like hollow inside. So he, he doesn't kill himself, obviously. But that next day when he goes to get into the car to go to the airport, the guy is playing the Sarah McLaughlin angel song. You know that song? Yeah. He hears it and it's like he loses it. And then for the next two years, wherever he is, he won't let anybody play any music except for that song. I mean, like people are like, what the hell? But he listens to it solid for two years. Then he yeah. runs into Sarah McLaughlin at a party, like the after Emmy or after Grammys or something. And he is like starstruck by her because he, you know, she has no idea. He's been listening to that song for two years. Yeah. So uh-huh. he, he introduces himself and then she's just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, nice to meet you, whatever. And then- I don't know. He re he contacts her again. And I think he tells her the story about listening to her song and it comes out. He finds out somehow because he's in trying to figure all this out and he doesn't know like why, what is it that I am not getting about my life that I feel so like this thing inside of me. Well, he finds out he's adopted and he never Aww. knew it. Aww. So he gets a hold of Sarah McLaughlin and she said, I'm adopted and I never knew it. Mm. Right. Mm. And they made a song. They did a song together. <gasps> and I think it's run DMC. I have to find it for you. Cause I, it's just, it's, oh, it was such you. a good podcast. I was like, oh, I was crying. I'm like, Oh mm. my God, what a story. I don't even remember if it was like this American life or I'll find no. it. Well, to make just before I forget, my story is pretty special too. I, where I went to university up north but I'd never heard of the area where I ended up living was where I worked it was just because there was Hallmark was there you know I used to design for Hallmark turns out my birth brother got adopted by a family that deal in paper and they worked at Hallmark and stock Hallmark the building where I worked they lived 10 miles away my birth auntie that I said to you who kept the phone number is literally five minute walk from that hallmark building where i used to work oh wow when i I met them their son my birth cousin used to work in that hallmark building too i'd never heard of this area oh how crazy is that and this town is the town where my birth mom lived and grew up and where she met my birth dad and I, i i lived there for 10 years so when i was hunting i was in the the city where they actually met and where half of the family lived i mean and I was only up there for a job. It's not, I hear of that quite often with, you know, this full circle, this energy with mm-hmm. adopted yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's again, I think it's, it's energetic and it's genetic. Yeah. Right. We're, we're drawn towards certain things and it's because they're us. We're genetically Crazy. related to them. Yeah. I do find that with adopted souls though. I have quite a few friends that are adopted and they've never looked into anything and they're just this loss. Nothing feels exactly what you said. Nothing seems to fill. Yeah. There's a, there's a spot that just, you just, you're just aware of it, but you don't really know why is that? What is that? Well, I I was (sighs) not expecting that at all tonight, Kim. So that's unbelievable. (laughs) I knew you were good, but... (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect that I've never had Reiki done in this way ever I've never had Reiki actually okay well when when we do our retreat when we all get together we'll I'll do Reiki on everybody 
just I've never got round to it. I've always, you know, wanted to. But yeah, this is amazing. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Do you feel? Yeah. You look better. You look better. Thank you. I feel. You look lighter. lighter as well. Yeah, I feel it, and mm -hmm. I feel. I can feel that those cords being cut. Oh my God, Emma. It was like embroidery cords all over your body. Like yeah. all over. It's probably every time you said yes when you shouldn't have. I'm going to visualize that every mm -hmm. time now. That's powerful. Yeah. Really powerful. And what does Byron Kate say? Every time you say yes, it's... Every, um, every time you say no to them, it's a yes to you. To you. Right. Mm -hmm. Put that on the wall. Yeah, a no to them is a yes to me. Yes to me. And who's the more important one? You got to live with yourself every day. Huge. Huge. Today's been huge, Kim. Huge. <laughs> I'm getting that chalk. I'm going to get some chalk. I'm going to run that bath. Wow. Yeah, the chalk, I don't know. I mean, I've used this. Um, it's a technique that I've come up with a lot of people. With uh, It's really good. Like if you have someone that is like, you have to deal with them, but you don't want to deal with them like, you want to have a boundary with them. Like I've had a woman who was in an office space with someone that she was not happy to be in that office space with them. And they were like literally stepping over her boundaries, but it was like an open office, you know? So I said, you need to draw a chalk outline on the floor and in the carpet. And then with the intention that this person does not cross this line and it freaking worked. You know what happened? The guy moved out of the office. Oh my God. Like within a month. He totally moved to a whole different branch of the, it was his choice. He, he's like, I'm leaving, I'm moving out. And so, yeah, it's powerful. And I've used it on people's houses. Like um, someone was trying to sell their house and they, it wouldn't sell. And the neighbor next door was really nasty and putting like all this energy. And the house was in a, like a thousand miles away from these people. They had moved, they had relocated, but they didn't sell the house before they left and they couldn't get it to sell. And then I said, do the, do the chalk thing, get a picture of the house, put the chalk around it and just put like a fortress around it. It was like sold within, I don't know, two months at the most. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, I'm doing It's that. just an energetic boundary. It's a way to set an energetic boundary. And I like using chalk. Chalk is because you can erase it. You know what I mean? Like no yeah. one can see that it's there, but you know it's there. And there's something about chalk that it's like so natural and so- yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's not the same if, if you do it with a pen. That's why I was like, if you, if you do it with a, even if it's on a piece of paper, that's fine. Um, but use chalk as your boundary. Yeah. No, I've got carpet. I can easily do it. Yeah. And then, okay. Yeah. So you put it on, just put it on the corner or somewhere where it's out of the way, somewhere where it's not going to get stuck. It could even be like underneath a desk or something. Mm. Draw, draw your circle and then brush the circle out. So the circle's still there. You can't see it. No one really can see it, but they'll feel it. Yeah. And see what happens. Oh, I love that, Kim. <laughs> I have no idea where this stuff comes from. I just like made it up one day, but it really does work. Yeah. And, no, you just, you, it comes through you, doesn't it? All yeah, of this. It does. Like, honestly, I don't even remember what we talked about. It's already like, <laughs> wow. I mean, I'll remember when I listen, but honestly, I like whenever I do kind of this kind of work with people, it's, yeah, it is. It is just coming through me. I don't remember a lot of it. I tune in and I feel it. And then I just say what I feel. So that's how it works.
I am, you know me now. I'm speechless, honestly. You really, and you know that that's not like me. (laughs) (laughs) You really have, honestly. Just, yeah, you are so fantastic at this. Kim, you need to do this. So, (laughs) you've got so many people you could heal. This is just fantastic. Well, I just thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you. Thank you for coming on. Right, I will. Um, I'm going to run my bath. <laughs> yes, go take your bath, and uh, I let me know how it goes. And yeah, can't wait for you to meet your dad, the leprechaun. <laughs> I will keep. Yeah, def- I know. I know. I don't know so why. I, I picture him as a leprechaun. Where do leprechauns come from? Ireland. Well, Ireland. But he yes. is quite small. He, he is quite small. Yes. And he, yeah, and so and he's Irish. Was, so yeah, it sounds. Yes, like yeah, sparkly absolutely. blue eyes. I get sparkly yeah. blue eyes. Big smile. Oh my God, he's just adorable. He's adorable. That's so funny. Yeah. Right. I'm on it, Kim. Wiry. Wiry Bill. Little wiry guy. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm Mm -hmm. on it. (laughs) That's so funny. All right, well, good. Let me know. Yeah. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your evening and I'll see you on Voxer. Yeah, have a great day. Thanks, Kim. All right, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks again to Emma. Be sure to check out her inspiring podcast, Creative Ways, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you need motivation, inspiration, and true talk about what it takes to make it as a creative in today's world. Have a beautiful couple of weeks until the August Toolkit comes out on the first Monday of August, which is the third. And don't forget to take advantage of my special offer for any of my services. You can save 15% on your first session with me by using the code How. 15 in the bookie notes when you book your session at thecoloringbookcoach.com. I know I've mentioned this a few times, but I really am putting together a fantastic challenge for you called Align with Your Intuition, and it's going to be happening towards the end of August, and will be five days of really fun and interesting ways you can better get in tune with yourself and your intuition. I'm really excited about this, and I hope you are too. So watch your inbox and social media for more info on how you can sign up and participate. Our music today comes from Silent Partner, and the track title is Believer. It comes from YouTube's Creator Library, and the links for that are in the show notes. Today's show is a production of The Coloring Book Coach and is hosted by myself, Kim A. Floden. I'm a Reiki master, intuitive healer, psychic coach, and energy guide, and I'd love to work with you. Get over to my website and use that code HOW15 for 15% off your first session. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, have a great couple of weeks.